The Long Box Crusade presents Death Probe's Grab Bag Surprise Attack. Get ready for a surprise! Longbox Crusade presents Death Probe's Grab Bag Surprise Attack. I'm your host, Jared Albrecht, the art sale artist, a.k.a. Death Probe. And this is our series of many podcasts made exclusively for our Crusaders Club members for early release. So if you're listening to this on our Longbox Crusade public feed, that means the Crusaders Club heard this episode weeks ago. And if you want to get in on that early listening, among many other perks of being a Crusaders Club member, just go to Patreon.com, search out Longbox Crusade for as little as $1 a month. You too can join the Crusade. Now let's get back to the show. On this show, I literally surprised attack my guests. They had no idea that this was going to happen. They didn't know it was going to happen at this exact moment. So here's the deal. I have two local stores, Burks and TJ Maxx, that occasionally carry those $5 grab bags that contain five older comics. But, oh, I'm off script this week because I went to a Comic-Con recently, and there was a guy selling grab bags that have 10 comics in them, and he was selling them for 5 bucks. And I bargained a deal. I got five grab bags for $20. These are $4 a piece, 40 cents a comic, if you want to break it down that way. And today I'm springing this grab bag of comics on my old and very good friend joe thomas you may know him as joe november welcome to grab bag surprise attack joe what's up (laughs) (laughs) i am surprised uh joe is on the line right now because he thought he was here to do comics to console crusade which he is but pat's running late to the show and pat said hey if you want to surprise attack joe that's what he told me the text go ahead and do it so (laughs) well he's wrapping up his errand so uh, welcome to grab bag surprise attack my friends thank you sir appreciate it man and you guys may know Joe. He does the intro music and outro music for this show, Action Film Face-Off, Chronicles, Long Box Crusade, just about everything. Joe is a musical genius. You should totally check out his SoundCloud, which is his SoundCloud. That's not even a real SoundCloud. thing. <laughs> SoundCloud. 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 <laughs> European. SoundCloud. J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. Joseflin99. And as I always say, you won't regret it. He's always got cool stuff up there. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Oh, man, it's my pleasure. So here's what we're about to do. I'm going to bust open this bag. And Joe and I are going to give our thoughts on each of these 10 issues. And it goes by quick. It's just general thoughts. All right. We're going to score each issue on a scale of one to five on just how motivated we'd be to read it. It's just a score of motivation. Like, I just opened this bag. I saw the cover. How am I feeling? Got it. And then we'll crown one of these issues as champion of the bag, whichever one is the best one. So I'm going to open this bad boy. Can you feel the anticipation? I wonder who the bag champ is going to be. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I've opened the bag. We'll take them as they come. The first one up is Sword of Ages by IDW. Number one. I don't know anything about it. The yeah. co- quick cover description would be, it looks very much like a He-Man type of world. There's a there's sort of a, a sword and sorcery vibe plus technology. Yeah. Yeah, there's even a giant cat that would remind you of Battle Cat. Battle Cat. So that is the first one out of the bag. Uh, the creative team on this is, oh my goodness, it's Gabriel Rodriguez. If you're not familiar with who that is, Joe, if you ever read Lock and Key, he was the artist on Lock and Key with Stephen King's son, Joe. Oh. 
Oh, Gosh, okay. that series is good. So I'll tell you what, that intrigues me, but it doesn't really matter what I think at this time. On a scale of one to five, off the hip, you see this. What's your interest level? Five means, oh my gosh, I want to read that. One doesn't mean I'm going to throw it away. It just goes, eh, I'll get to it. Yeah, I'd say it's about a four. I mean, I, I'm interested in that t- type of genre, so it's it. intriguing. He's got it at a four. You know, I'm really close with you on this one, Joe. I, I'm feeling a three on it, just okay. a little better than average. It's definitely unique. You know, whenever you pull something that you don't know, you know, if it's not Spider-Man or Batman or whatever, you got to be hesitant. But y- you're right. There's something catchy about that one. Yes, I agree. I agree. All right. Our second book. Oh, Joe, I feel like this one's going to appeal to you. This is from Wildstorm Entertainment, and it is World of Warcraft number seven. Interesting. And I know you like the online I do, RPGs. but I have never, ever played World of Warcraft. <laughs> There's actually one <laughs> MMO that I've never actually had interest in. I've had interest in all the others. <laughs> oh, so this is not bode well for the book. Yeah. Uh, real quick, your creative team is Walt Simonson, who's a legend in the industry. Penciler is Ludo Lullaby. Don't know that one very well, but your cover description is very World of Warcraftian. It looks like they're on some sort of a ship, perhaps, with a lady mage in red armor standing over some scary-looking sea monster creatures. Hmm. Okay. So that's your basic cover description. And so yeah. one to five, Joe, what are you feeling? I got to go with the one, man. I oh. don't really care about Warcraft that much. <laughs> I am not a, I don't know what you call people who are into World of Warcraft. Crafties? I don't know. They're called <laughs> nerds, Joe. Yeah, nerds. <laughs> nerds! They are our people, but, you know. <laughs> yes, there's a different genre. They're from a different tribe. <laughs> Yeah. Can't say I'm into that one. You know what, Joe? I'm right there with you. I'm going to give it a one. Again, on this show, one doesn't mean we hate it. It just means, eh, I'll save it for later. You know, it doesn't leap out of me. All right, Joe. Book number three of our 10 book grab bag. Mm -hmm. Ooh, it's a double-sized episode, people, because usually you only get five comics. We're doing 10. All right, we got a DC comic called Simon Dark, issue six. Simon Dark, issue six. Interesting. And its creative team is Steve Niles. I'm familiar with him. And Scott Hampton. Be honest with you, I've never heard of this. You ever heard of Simon Dark? No. I know in the um, the CW DC television shows, there's a character named Damien Dark. Mm. Yeah, I wonder uh, if they're related. I don't know if they're related. So, mm. But as soon as you show, show me the cover and mention the name... I was thinking Constantine. It does have a Constantine vibe to it, don't you mention? It's got a, speaking of which, let me do my job to describe the cover. This is from May of 2008, and it's got like a pentagram, and it says, bring me the head of Simon Dark, and there's a, a headless body standing there, which I assume mm-hmm. is Simon Dark, and all these different heads laying around. It's kind of creepy a little bit, you know? Yeah. Little, little cult. Yeah, that's why I was thinking of Constantine. I don't know, man. What do you think? I give it a three. Just, I am definitely into the, the CW uh, Arrowverse shows, although I think Constantine kind of diverted into the Legends television mm, series. Right, right. Which is probably the worst of them all, I think. But everybody was clamoring for more Constantine, so they thrust them into uh, that show. I see. Yeah, I'd probably give it a three just because I have mild interest in that universe. Yeah, I'm up a little bit from the last one from World of Warcraft. I'm going to have it at a two. Mm-hmm. Just a little less interested in you, but we are in the ballpark. Let's go to comic book number four. Comic book number four is from June of 1995. It's part four of a four-issue miniseries called Batman Gotham Knights 2. 
I actually oh, remember this coming out. I think I actually probably own this already somewhere mm. in a long box. Okay. Your creative team, John Ostrander is the writer, and pencils are Mary Mitchell and Brett Blevins, inked by Dick Giordano. So that's a decent creative team. Your cover has a woman tied up uh, on the top of a roller coaster that's on fire, and Batman big head sort of adding ambiance in the background either that or he's become giant and looks like he doesn't care about saving her one of the, <laughs> one of the two he's like oh that's interesting <laughs> so joe what thoughts do you have on that i'm trying to figure out why batman will be looking at a woman on a roller coaster that's on fire i'm actually intrigued by this one can't do any point fives on this one. I think there's well, a only one rules. person on the network <laughs> is allowed to get away with that, and that's you, buddy. No, nah, I'll still go with the three. Three? Yeah. All right. Joe's giving the Batman Gotham Knights two four of four a three. If you could decode that, you're a true nerd. If you could decode what I just said, <laughs> <laughs> it's Batman Gotham Knights two four of four, and he gave it a three. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, and Roger, you know Roger. i'm a homer for batman so i'm gonna bump it up mine up just a little and give it a four mm-hmm. that's just my homerism i'm a sucker for batman and speaking of which for our fifth book halfway through the stack we've got all-star batman number four from the dc universe rebirth phase it's by scott snyder and john Ramita jr hmm. the cover shows What appears to be a bloody hand, probably Batman's, possibly Batman's. I think it's Batman's. He's pulling the lever of a slot machine. And coming up in the window, I see Two-Face, Penguin. I think that's a KG Beast. Not positive who the third person is. is. But we're here, and this is the Rebirth era, so this makes it 2016, I do believe. But what do you think, man? I'm going to give it the same, a a three. Mm -hmm. Trying to wonder why Batman all of a sudden has a gambling habit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's finally cracked man he's just like, i like the rush man <laughs> he can't get any more thrill of taking down bad guys he's got to go to vegas <laughs> and i'll tell you i've been leery of dc since the new 52 and then there's rebirth and there's just convergence and there's a lot of things that have just frankly kind of confused me because i wasn't steeped in it at the time and it's hard to go back so i, I was feeling the three of course my batman homerism wants to bump it up to a four and then when i see john ramita jr's on pencils i'm a fan so i'm giving this one another four as well okay all right. Oh, things are about to get interesting. As our next book comes up, we are going back in time, my friend. Travel with me back to 1978 for Spider-Woman number five. How retro is that? Very retro. We got Spider-Woman number five. Your creative team is Marv Wolfman is our writer. Carmine Infantino is our drawer with Tony DeZaniga as the anchor. Man, that is a classic lineup. This quick cover description has Spider-Woman crawling up on a web against this guy in a suit who looks terrified. And she's saying, you have nothing to fear but your darkest nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) And he does not look thrilled about it. No, no. I don't think that was his worst nightmare. (laughs) I don't like if I was stuck in a web and a super, super gorgeous woman like her was crawling for me, I'd be like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't wake me. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> so one to five spider woman your interest in the little 1978 spider woman this is a very nostalgic issue it takes me back to a time when well i can't say that i was reading comics because i was three when it came out mm-hmm. i do remember seeing comic covers like this mm-hmm. never really was into spider woman that much but always thought you know that's an interesting character so i still give this one a three i'm still you know mildly intrigued i hear you on that i just have a soft spot for retro comics i like spider woman I took the time about a year ago to read the first volume of Essential Spider-Woman that Marvel put out, and I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it a little more of a bump and give it a four. Nice to see some some 70s comics in this grab bag. Nice. Four more left. All right, next up. I can tell by looking at the cover that this is from the 90s. 1994, The Shroud, issue four. I guess who its special guest star is. (laughs) (laughs) spider-man is big on the cover he's mixing it up with the shroud your creative teams are i believe it's mike w bar and it says a williams so the shroud from 1994 featuring spider-man immediate impression sir who is the person in the background or that he's hovering over i believe that's the shroud oh that is the shroud Mm-hmm. which is a bad guy i'm assuming well, actually i know very little about the shroud i don't think he's a bad guy i remember him when i was reading west coast avengers when it first came out the shroud was around for the first issue or two and i always found him intriguing but i don't know much about him. i don't think he's a bad guy i think he's a good yeah. guy but i've just told you literally everything i know about <laughs> the shroud one to five what do you think uh, i want to know what the shroud is so i'm giving it a four because i know spider-man is, but, um... he wants to know what shroud is well i tell you what i'm not as jazz although i do want to know more about the shroud you and i are going to be close again i'm going to put it at a three three books left you're afraid of the shroud (laughs) three books left our number seven book for this episode is dark rain fantastic four number four from august 2009 by jonathan hickman sean chin on pencils that's a plus for me i remember his great work from iron man the cover depicts the Green Goblin sort of menacing the children of the Fantastic Four. Franklin, mm. probably, and I think Valeria is the name of the girl. Mm. Interesting. It is interesting. Green Goblin's like very large and looming over them, sort of menacing them. But they don't look terribly scared. They look like they're about ready to throw down with them. Yeah. Yeah, thoughts or feelings? I never really was into the Fantastic Four. Even when the movies came out, I saw it. It was just one of those comics that was like, yeah, I know it's there, but I'm more interested in other comics. And I know very little about their kids. Green Goblin is a cool villain, obviously, but uh, I'm probably going to give this one a two. All right. I'll be honest with you. I was feeling two on this as well. FF has always been a tough sell for me, too. I like the fact they've mixed in Green Goblin, kind of mixing things up. Yeah. Yeah. That's intriguing. Give it a two as well. All right, folks, two more comics. Final two. Final two. I present to you Avengers Volume 3, number 49, from February of 2002. Your creative team is Kurt Busiek and Kieran Dwyer. This is from the Nuff Said line. And if I remember correctly, that means they did a month. It says Nuff Said on the cover. They did a month where every issue was a silent issue. It was all visual storytelling. And this one has Kang. And he is driving a giant sword into the earth. Like he's giant, like, oh, like Galactus size out in space. 
and he's driving wow. a giant sword right through planet Earth. A very striking cover. Yes, it is. Thoughts on Avengers number 49 from 2002. Just real quick, for those of you who like the more traditional numbering system, it's Avengers 464. But what are your thoughts, sir? Like Fantastic Four, early on, even before the movies came out, I really wasn't into the Avengers. Although it's been very cool now with the movies and everything. I'd probably give this one a three. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm giving it a three because I know Kirk Busiek wrote some great Avengers stuff. It's enough said, so I know I'm going to be able to breeze through it relatively mm. quickly. Yeah. quickly. And I'm interested. Cover is definitely drawing. Yeah. No pun intended. Why is a, yeah. Why is a giant being thrusting a blade through uh, the planet crust? <laughs> you know, questions, man. I got, I'm made of questions at this point. <laughs> All right. Our final comic in the stack is Ultimate Secret number three. It's from the Ultimate Universe. This one came out in August of 2005. Your creative team is Warren Ellis, Tom Rainey, inks by Scott Hannah, your cover basically has a hodgepodge of characters from the Ultimate Universe. We all know Ultimate Spider-Man, right? But he's not on this cover. It looks to me like we've got Ultimate Iron Man, Reed Richards, Sue Storm, or Sue Richards, Hawkeye, and I think that's the Ultimate version of Captain Marvel in the background. Uh, It's one of those, they did a lot of miniseries things with the Ultimate Universe in the early 2000s. This is Ultimate Secret number three. I'm certain this is one of their miniseries spinoffs. Joe? That's actually a pretty cool cover, to be honest with you. I'd give it a four. Ooh, he's he's attracted by this cover. He's going with a four. I've read some of those back in the day, and I think they're pretty good. I'm feeling a three mm-hmm. on that one. Now, I'm looking at our scores, and we actually have several that are tied for first place with a total of seven points between Joe and myself. We've got, pay close attention, Joe, because you get to pick the champion. All right. We've got The Sword of Ages, which is very much a book we know nothing about, but it's interesting looking in a He-Man kind of way. Yeah. We've got The Ultimate Secret that we just discussed from the Ultimate Universe. We've got The Shroud featuring Spider-Man. The Vintage Spider-Woman book, All-Star Batman, score to seven as did Gotham Knights 2. So you've got a lot to pick from. You get to pick Champion of the Bank. You are the guest. Which one of those speaks to you the most? Uh, the ultimate one. So it looks like the Champion of the Bank, because of Joe's decision-making prowess for this episode <laughs> of Grab Bag Surprise Attack, is Ultimate Secret. Excellent. <laughs> Well, you know what it is time to do now? It's time to give these comic books away. One lucky Crusaders Club member is about to be selected, and these comics are going to be delivered right to their front door. So, Joe, I need you to go pull the randomizer for me. And the winner is David Capuni. Yay! Yeah, man, I probably constantly mispronounce that. I'm sticking with Capuni until I'm told different. So congratulations, David. You have won this grab bag of comics. It will be sent to your front door. You don't even have to do anything. Excellent. And that's it for this episode of Grab Bag Surprise Attack. Thank you to all the Crusaders Club members who support us here at the Longbox Crusade Network. Now, how often will these episodes come out? Well, that really depends on how often I can find these grab bags when they pop up. Rest assured, when I see one, there will be another grab bag surprise attack. Bye, everyone. The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at josephlin99. 
J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You will not regret it.